podcast here on the Galaxy Geeks YouTube channel and the podcast feed. I am one of your co-hosts, Sam McKegg, and joining me as always, they are the power couple of the Galaxy Geeks. They are Luke Stuttered and Audrey Stuttered, and I am just here to tell you the intro, and I'm going to be tossing it over to Luke so he can tell you how this show is going to be going down. Luke, tell the beautiful people how this show is going to work. All right. So as you can tell, we have changed everything up. We look a lot different. We can actually go into different screens because I'm super excited about that. Today's show, we are going to do a review of Thor Love and Thunder. We're also going to talk about the Marvel Phase 4 and what we think about it. Do we like it? Do we not like it? Where do we think it's going? Then after that, we're going to do a preview of Miss Marvel, which I'm really excited to talk about that show because I love it. And we can actually have conversations of why we feel like it's working, the reasons why we don't think it's working. And, you know, and then finally, we're going to talk about Stranger Things, which me and Audrey and Eli have all watched. Eli just finished, so that's why we've been a little bit later, and plus this is the new show. And then we will end the show with your comments. So please leave comments in the comments below, like in the live chat, and we will go through your comments because we are really excited to, you know, talk to y'all, and, you know, we'll see what happens. So, before. Oh, yep, that popped up. Look, again, it's a, it's a new show. We're still working out the kinks. We're doing a new system. As you can see, we're not using StreamYard anymore. We're using um, OBS. I don't know if I'm a little glitchy or not because there's a slight delay on all the stuff. So we'll see how it works. I know on my end that I'm recording on, it's going to be hey, we're fine. Good. We're, we're good fine. on our end. Yeah, so, anyway, as Luke was talking about, we are going to be talking about so many things, and first, yes, yes, we are talking about a lot of things. So that means, let's just go into the first topic, which is our movie review, we're just going to go ahead and say it's going to be a spoiler review, just to get that out of the way, to let people know, spoilers abound for Thor, Love, and Thunder, and because Luke and I have been talking a lot already, I'm going to have Audrey start us off with her quick review of Thor, Love, and Thunder. Alright, my quick review of the movie. I liked the movie. I had a lot of fun with it. I do feel like a couple of times it didn't really know what it wanted to be. Like, it was really goofy at the very beginning. Then it got serious. It kind of got goofy again. It's like, okay, what do y'all want to do? Um, but overall, like, we laughed so hard in the theater. <laughs> I think for uh oh Eli, you go go next. Oh well, hold on. I just wanted to pull up the um live stream just so I could like keep up with what's happening. So yeah, I have the video up on my phone now. So yeah, yeah, that's there. That way I can also look at the chat as well. So yeah, um, so my thoughts are that I felt like it the the first twenty minutes, like the first act of the film, very much felt like the weakest part of the film. There are a lot of jokes that they did that really didn't land for me. Like, I didn't find a lot of the jokes in the first 20 minutes funny. And so I very much had to readjust myself. But sort of right after the first 20 minutes, and when we got into who our big bad was and, like, the mission for the heroes, that's for me is when everything sort of, like, kicked into a new gear and made me go, okay, we know what this movie wants to be now. And, yeah, I very much enjoyed the performances. Christian Bale plays a chilling villain. 
even if the villain doesn't have a lot of stuff to do and to talk about, it very much is a great villain in that regard. Chris, Chris Hemsworth brings it again. I think as of right now, this is probably my favorite version of Thor so far because of how his story was told and how he portrayed the character. And I think, and yeah, I very much like Jane Foster in this movie compared to the other ones. Whereas the other one, she was just a love interest. This one, she had more of an active role to do. And Valkyrie and Korra continue to be standouts of the franchise. And so, yeah, I I very much enjoyed this movie. I gave it a 4 out of 5 and 8 out of 10, which I think is a pretty good reasonable score for it. Luke? Well, whenever it came to, for me, I, I love the movie. I really enjoyed it a lot. I did have my issues. I think the first half relied way too much on the joke. I think it focused so much more about telling the joke and getting a joke by the audience that it made the movie seem uneven. Like some of the joke, and I think all the jokes really landed. I think it was a hilarious movie. I died laughing so, so, so much. And that's a good thing for a comedy, but I felt like it needed some gravitas as well. Like it didn't need to just be the about the joke it should have been more like like there was this point and this is a little non-spoilery but or spoilery but with Sif it felt like Sif was like dealing with something really emotional really like I mean she lost an arm and instead of like being serious in this moment where it's someone that he cares about they made a joke about it and to me I was just not a fan of that I wasn't enjoying that as much and so that's why I say I I wasn't I I didn't like the it completely serious I or com, like comedic I think Thor Ragnarok handled the comedic and serious a little bit better. Yeah, I I can agree with you very much on that. And now because that was sort of like our non-spoiler thoughts that people probably again we I said we were going to go into spoilers but then like we just did a non-spoiler review. So now. Let's actually get into the spoilers. And there is one gag. I just want to go ahead and say it right now. Because it's been like all over Twitter and Facebook at this point. Of Taika talking about it. There was one gag that was happening throughout the entire movie. That I told myself. This could potentially wear out its welcome. Pretty fast. Luckily they only did it a few times. Not to the point of like I'm annoyed at it. But it was the goats. And them screaming. I was like. If they keep on doing the screaming goat joke, I am going to be so annoyed by this. And I'm very glad that they didn't do the screaming goat thing forever. They did it only a few times. I'm very happy about that. I'm happy, too. That could have gotten so old so quickly. But I I agree with you. I think the goats worked. I think the physical comedy there was very strong. Let me ask you this. What was your thoughts when it came to Zeus? I very much enjoyed Zeus. Like, watching this version of Zeus, because, again, like, there are many different types of Zeus that you can look at. There's the um, DC Zeus that they did in Zack Snyder's Justice League, and then there's this version of Zeus. And when looking at, like, actual Greek mythology, I felt like this version of Zeus is the most accurate to actual Greek mythology. And I was like, 
man, I I enjoy what Russell Crowe is doing with this with this character. By the way, fun fact: Did you know he was supposed to be playing the devil in this movie? There is literal. Wait, wait, what? Yeah, there's con art of him as the devil, and and yeah, I it, it's just so funny. It, it, it's so weird because I'm yeah, I'm glad you like my face. Um. Wow. Eli, are you still there, buddy? I mean, I'm. I think I'm here, but I. I mean, yeah, I'm still here. We can keep on going because the podcast listeners don't have a clue what's happening right now. But yeah, in in my opinion, I felt like this was a like yeah, he was supposed to play the devil. And I, again, there's concept art out there that people can look at and see, like, oh, Zeus is or Russell Crowe was the devil in this um in this film originally and yeah him and Zeus I very much enjoyed him as Zeus and I remember you and I talked about um the how we how Zeus is compared to how he acts in the movie and how he acts in the mid credit scene and how you preferred him in the mid credit scene compared to the movie overall. I yeah. I liked how he was portrayed in all of it in general. Well, I, and I'm sorry, everyone. This thing's a little out there. We're we're we are. We're still to, working on a new setup. So, yeah. To the YouTube listeners who are basically hearing my voice but not seeing my face, don't worry about it. It's normal. Well, we got we've also got this screen, so we can see yeah. It here. Yeah, we, I'm still. I still. I still exist. It's. <laughs> Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I I think the devil thing probably would have went too far. I think audiences would not have been able to handle that as well. I think that would have been a little too far for a average American audience, I think. Because... I'm just saying seeing Russell Crowe as Zeus, all I could think of as Gladiator. <laughs> that, Honestly? Well, well okay. Gladiator. Is technically Roman, so if he was the Roman yeah. god Jupiter, that's see. Look, I know too much about Greek mythology, so that's the only reason why I know all that. <laughs> well, I to me with Zeus, I I actually enjoyed him a lot more at the end credit scene. I felt like in the end credit scene, he was a lot more menacing, and I liked yeah. that menacing feeling. I did not like the extreme comedy they brought. Like, the skirt thing, like, when the, he, like, flipped his skirt. Oh, like, oh I that's... found that hilarious. Like, I thought it was funny, but it kind of hurt the character for me a little bit. Yeah, and then he kept talking about orgies. I'm like, oh, I'm not really going to picture that right now. <laughs> well, that was, that's Greek mythology for you. Like, that was that's a major thing in Greek mythology, and just for gods in general. So when they were mentioning a lot of stuff, that is actually a big thing in not just Greek mythology, but Roman mythology, and just mythology in general, that gods did that. All I was thinking was, wow, this is a very accurate representation of deities, of, like, mythology. Sorry, I, I don't just, know what Luke is doing. I, I was just trying to help everything out, you know, because it's, it's, it's a new thing. Yeah. But, yeah, I enjoyed what Russell Crowe did with Zeus. And going into the post credit scene, because I want to I want, I get this out of the way. 
like the mid credit scene because I Luke and I again Luke and I talk about a lot of things when we when we don't do a show. And one of the questions was, where are we going to see, which they introduced Hercules, played by um, Brett Goldstein, who plays Kent in Ted Lasso. And one of the questions that we both posed to each other was, where are we going to see, whoa, it was, where are we going to see Hercules next? And my thought was, well... The next big movie that we could potentially have as a team-up is Thunderbolts. And so that made me go, when you look at the Thunderbolts, they don't have one thing. They don't have a um, Thor counterpart. And so my thoughts are we're going to get Hercules and Thunderbolts. I Maybe. I I don't know. I don't know if you're going to get Hercules and Thunderbolts just due to the fact that You've got to have him on a mission, basically, to go after Thor. I think what you're going to see is Thor, maybe Thor 5? I don't know, because they haven't really, um, um, did, okay. Sorry, I saw the chat. I saw the chat. I couldn't help it. I saw something in the chat. It was the most recent one. Uh, uh, dropping look. the... the yeah. Mythology or knowledge. Look, JMB, look, I know we said we were going to wait until the end to mention the comment section, but JMB, look, if they were to do, if anyone has ever watched the show, um, actually, if they ever do one on Greek mythology, I would be perfect for it. I'm loving it from JMB. Why, why is my screen little again? I disappeared I again. I don't know. It's 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 whenever your uh your internet starts to drop. Ah, I'm sorry then. I'm sorry. Look, okay. we'll just do this. I'm little. I'm I'm five foot four, so I'm little here. So it's but yeah. What what else? Um, Audrey or Luke, is there anything else that could be considered spoilery that you want to talk about? Well, what what else for you, Audrey? I mean, I kind of liked how they did a backstory on why Jane and Thor broke up. So that was neat seeing what happened. Yeah, I agree. I think gave me more understanding of what happened. Yeah, I, I agree with that too. I, I felt I enjoyed that. I did want to know more. I thought Natalie Portman did incredible with this role. I thought she was so much. She, did, you could tell she enjoyed this movie a lot more than uh, than the last one she did. Well, she got mm-hmm. more fun with this. Yeah, a lot more fun. Yeah, I mean, that's the reason why, um, that's the reason why, well, Thor Ragnarok is the reason why she wanted to come back to Thor, was because of, like, Taika and, like, a new sense of um, fun and a new sense of direction. And so that's why I think it was very, it's very nice to see Natalie Portman come back. Also, did you know that Thor Ragnarok is also the reason Christian Bale wanted to do, be in <laughs> Thor Love and Thunder? By the way, if Thor Ragnarok is the reason why these actors want to do these movies, let it. Because Al Pacino said he wanted to do a Marvel movie because of Guardians of the Galaxy. So, I mean, I'm still waiting on Al Pacino to pop up in a Marvel movie. <laughs> Christian Bale did a really good villain. Yes, I thought he was... I mean, I love... To me, I loved his stuff. I felt like he was so... So, you know, 
I I really like Christian Bell in this role. I felt like he was very menacing, very dark. I love the darkness. But I think that was what hurt this movie to me in some cases because I felt the comedy worked really well. But then you had Christian Bell, who was a good villain. But I felt like you only got half a movie almost. Like, and that's why I said, like, I felt like the movie didn't really know what it wanted to be. Yeah, I felt Thor Ragnarok balanced the comedy and the darkness better than I think this movie did. Mm-hmm. Like, Eli, what do you think on that? Um, I I can say that I Christian Bale like being a dark villain in an overall light movie is sort of an interesting thing. Man, it's so funny looking at me just being in the top corner. Um, but yeah, I think I think Christian Bale did a great uh, hey, job in seeing what. Uh, just realized JMB hasn't seen the movie yet. Oh, well, JMB. We said at the top this was going to be a spoiler-filled movie, or a spoiler-filled review, so apologies. Actually, I mean, we did say at the top that it was going to be spoilers. We're we will uh, j- we're going to keep going uh, with our spoiler thoughts, Jamie, but if you would, uh, still stick around, because we're actually going to dive into our thoughts on the MCU as a whole. Yeah, if you want, Jamie, you can mute the rest of this section and the moment you see Thor Love and Thunder go away, that's when and you this. can like like un um unmute. So yeah, I think one of my uh, I very much enjoy I enjoyed the backstory they gave with um Gore as well. Like how the reason why it he is killing all these gods is because none of the god that he was worshipping um wasn't um it just did, the god that he worshipped was worshiping didn't care about him or his daughter and that caused a lot of problems and then I liked how the gods basically were like, Ah, oh, who cares about this Gore the God Butcher? And I'm like, Man, I really like how Gore the God Butcher is not taken seriously, but I'm i I'm so ready for some of these gods to be killed because of them not taking it seriously. By the way, didn't expect Zeus to get lightning bolt bolted and then survive yeah all right so let me let me go a little bit more into my like a little bit more clear because once again we are sorry for all the technical Technical. difficulties and everything it happens it's a new process right yeah yeah (laughs) but what what i think of the of this is my my thoughts are the first half of the movie i actually wasn't enjoying it as much i laughed like crazy i was dying laughing but I felt like the comedy was overshadowing the story. I thought that it was a, a really good story. But I did feel like Thor became almost like a clown. Like, every scene was him being comedic. And there are certain points in this movie where you need Thor to be Thor. Like, have, like, the comedy. But also there's a seriousness about him. Like, a leadership. And I think that you're missing that leadership role, that that person to stand in front to be the leader. And I just, I never got that from it. It just felt like he was just being a clown half the movie. But I then, then I did feel like after the Thunderbolt scene with with Thor killing, well, quote unquote, killing Zeus, I felt like that's when the movie turned. 
I felt like once you started to find more about Jane and her cancer, finding out more between Thor and Jane and that love story between them and them falling in love, Valkyrie became a much more defined character. I felt the story just started to click better after that point. But I think for a, for a lot of people, it might have lost them if they couldn't get to that point. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I can I can see that. Again, like, it was mainly... It was the it was right before they went to Omnipotent City when I fully got invested into it because and I and I can see what you mean because it wasn't until sort of like Thor confesses love for Jane when I was like okay I think this is my favorite version of Thor because we're getting more of the type of Thor like a retrospective a meditative type Thor that I was like okay this is the Thor that I enjoy the most and I think another thing which, can I, can I just say, I love that Gord's entire plan was, I'm going to go to eternity and wish all the gods to be gone. And then we actually went and saw eternity. That, that was insane. That's that something insane. I never thought I'd see in, in a movie. Well, let me ask you, let me ask Audrey this. What did you think of the, the daughter? I thought their daughter was adorable. Um, I really, it was really heartwarming. <laughs> well, go in more depth. Like, why was it so heartwarming? Well, like, I don't know. Like, I feel kind of bad now. I don't want to go into spoilers. Ah, <laughs> uh, don't worry. He's 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 okay. Uh, we're we're fully spoiling. Yeah, I don't like to spoil. All right, so um, like, he could have wished all the gods away, but he wished his daughter back and just to get to see his daughter one last time. Then, like, at the end, we see her going through the teenage thing. <laughs> like, Which is funny, because that's actually Chris Hemsworth's daughter. daughter. So, if they if they do make a fifth one, and they have her come back, I'm like, that's just perfect. Like, we're getting a continuation of just... It's dad and daughter working... Welcome, bring your kid to work day. The daddy daughter dance. I I just I I think they're going to do a lot with her character. I think it is still cool that Chris Hemsworth is that's yeah. his actual also, daughter. I love that so much. It's also one of those things where it's like for for years at this point we we're like, oh, who's going to sort of be like the person that um, steps into Thor's shoes? Like, who's going to be that person? And I think we sort of have that now with Love because that's what the character's name is, Love. I kind of like the name. I just yeah. thought that was kind of cool how they connected the name to the to the yeah. main theme, basically. Also, I've said this in every single review that I have um, done for this movie. They should have reached out to Guns N' Roses, made a song called Love and Thunder, and put that <laughs> at the end credits. It's like, Marvel should have reached out. Sure, sweet child of mine. Welcome to the jungle. Great. Imagine if they wrote a song called Love and Thunder for the movie. That would have been incredible. I yeah. would have loved that so much. I would have had so much fun with that. So is there anything else that you want to say before we move on to the Phase 4 discussion? I want each of us to give our right, our rating of this movie and then also rank the, our four Thor, the Thor, four Thor movies in order of Best to worst. Okay. I I I think I already said this at the beginning, but I'll say it again. I give this movie a four out of five, a an eight out of ten. Okay. 
Audrey? I'll give it four out of five. I think I'm going to give it a three and a half out of five. I, I enjoyed the movie a lot, but I felt like if it took me halfway to the movie to really connect with the characters, then I don't think it's as good as what I would hope. So that's why I'm going to have to go three and a half. Mm-hmm. Eli, what's your ranking? Um, it's Thor Ragnarok is number one, and then Thor, and then Thor Love and Thunder, and then Thor The Dark World. But, like, you need to realize that when I rank them, Thor Ragnarok, Thor, and Thor Love and Thunder are closer together, and then there's a big gap. (laughs) It's like, look, here are these three, and then a gap. Audrey? For me, okay, Thor and Thor Ragnarok, they're, like, right here. (laughs) Then it's um, Love and Thunder, then the Dark World. I'm with both of you. I got Thor Ragnarok, Thor, Thor Love and Thunder, and then Thor the Dark World. Let me ask, I do want to ask you this before we dive into the Phase 4 discussion. Why is Thor so high? Thor is so high because I think it was a really good introduction to the character. Also, I think this is something that Thor Love and Thunder may also... Because you got to remember, Loki was in the first three. And Loki was always the character where it was like, oh, that's the standout, Loki. This movie didn't have Loki in it. So I don't know if this movie suffered because it didn't have Loki. Or it was like, oh, we need to try to find a way to replace Loki somehow. And so that's what this movie was sort of doing. Trying, or at least trying to find a replacement for Loki. But it was very hard to find. It's hard to find a replacement for Loki. So I think it's just the fact of Loki in the first movie was so good. So, yeah. Uh, Audrey, why do you put Thor so high? I liked how it brought the characters in, and also, too, like, I kind of, I don't know, like, I really liked Loki. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't just want to, trying to think of my own opinion here. I just, no, you're good. You're good. It, it, it's a lot of the same things. I think for me, the reason why I, I go for it is it was more defined. I think Thor, the reason why I think I like Thor more than Thor Love and Thunder is Thor was a very, very well-defined movie. It knew exactly what story it was telling, and there was never this weird um, genre. You knew exactly what you were getting with Thor. It was a good origin story. You saw the hero going through trauma, but get out of his trauma and defeat the enemy at the end of the day. It was a lot more defined and a lot more easy to explain to someone the story of the first story. Yeah, it's the hero's journey. Yes. And so, speaking of hero's journey... JMB, we're done talking about spoilers. We're going to dive into the Marvel Studios Phase 4, What's Our Thoughts? Do we are we liking it? Are we not? Um, I uh, but before we actually talk about Phase Four, I want to talk about something first because there's been a lot of discourse with the Marvel fanboys and like a lot of discourse with Marvel fans, and I really want to talk about this first because it's been coming to light a lot that the visual effects artists for all these movies have not really been given the um the compensation or that it's let's just say if you're a visual effects artist and you're working on a Marvel movie, you're having a bad time. 
And so I just wanted to bring that to light. That way, Marvel, because ev- like every single visual effects artist, stop it. I can still see you. Um, oh. Yeah. So um, visual effects artist is like being a visual effects artist is one of like the biggest things that um, it, it's needed for Marvel movies. And I think that Marvel needs to do better in recompensating these visual effects artists. Because let's be honest, without the visual effects artists, we wouldn't get Marvel movies. So, like, I think Marvel needs to do better with those visual effects artists. Because, again, most of them have a two to three week deadline. They get stressed. They go home, like, upset. Like... It's, like, Marvel needs to do better. And if that means pushing a movie back so that the visual effects can be worked on a little bit more and be a little bit more defined, then let that happen. But, yeah. I I just wanted to mention that. Um, So, because of that, I wanted to have a full discussion about Phase 4. There's been a lot of people, a lot of discourse recently about Phase 4, how people don't feel it as defined, people are struggling with it. I have a full conversation about it. This is the Disney Plus shows. You also have here is Marvel Phase 4 for the movies. I would like, Eli, I want you to start. Audrey, I want your thoughts after Eli's, and then I will finish up. What Eli, what's your thoughts on Phase 4? Do, are you liking the route they're going? Do you think it's great? What's your thoughts? I'm ready to get attacked by a lot of people because I very much enjoy what Marvel has been doing recently. I know a lot of people are like, oh, it doesn't have a plan. It does have a plan. There's very much a plan in here, and I just think that a lot of people are expecting it to be so much like... um, I think people are expecting it to be like the Infinity Saga and... Everything like that. But let's be honest, the big threat of the Infinity Saga wasn't introduced until the Avengers movie. And so a lot of people are already expecting, like, we want to know what our Thanos-level threat is right now at this very moment. It's like, but we probably won't get that until the end of Phase 4. Because as of right now, we just have seeds. And I could see, like, the multiverse stuff and the um, Thunderbolt stuff. Or at least, like, whatever um, Val is doing. I see those being, like, phase enders. Like, I could see the multiverse ending phase four. And, like, us wrapping up the multiverse story in phase four. And then I could see whatever is happening with the Thunderbolts ending in phase five. But we also introduce, like, the big bad. And, like, because this has been, this is my opinion. I'm not saying this is what's actually going to happen. I see Phase 4 ending with Fantastic Four. And I think in Fantastic Four, we're going to find out who the big bad of this next saga is going to be. And I'm very much, and I, because everyone is saying Secret Wars, like the big plan, and I'm, I wouldn't be shocked if it is Secret Wars. But also, I think we're going to get the introduction of Doctor Doom. But, like, we're going to establish, like, oh, he is the big bad of this saga. And it's going to lead to infin- secret wars of Doctor Doom taking over Battle World. That's my, that's just my assumption. And Doctor Doom is the big bad that we need to beat in the end. Because when I look at the, when I look at the Phase 4 list, Fantastic Four is the last one on the list. 
and technically Blade is set to be in Phase 5. That's the way, like, Kevin Feige has said it. My niece is here, and she's trying to wave, but green screen. Um, but, yeah, that's just that's just what I think. I think we're not going to find out who the true big bad of this upcoming saga is until Fantastic Four, and I think it's going to be Doctor Doom. Audrey, your thoughts on Phase 4? The 90s movies, I think it's what I really enjoyed. I think, I think Eternals was really my favorite, and Multiverse of Madness, not so much either. But I'm really excited for the movies that are coming. And honestly, I think it'd be really cool if he ended up on Phase 4, because Fantastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. But, um, I'm really excited for the next Guardians movie, and I'm curious to see what they're going to do with the next Black Panther movie, since um, Chadwick is no longer with us. Well... I actually, it again... Wait, is he coming back from the dead? What's happening? No. Well, like, again, I'm saying this because this is the show where we can talk about whatever the heck we want. They released, or they didn't release promo art, I think promo art was leaked, where it was basically confirming that Namor is going to be in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So we're getting Namor in the next movie. And I'm also guessing, again, Quantum Mania could, like, I don't know... I just feel like we're going to get a multiversal Black Panther or T'Challa, like a T'Challa from another Earth played by a different actor and he might take up the mantle. I don't know. I'm not saying that's going to happen in Black Panther Wakanda forever. I'm saying that could happen later. But anyway, I, Audrey, I apologize for interrupting. Yeah, you're good. Well, in diving in my thoughts, all right, my perspective when it comes to Phase 4, I've, I've enjoyed it, but I have not enjoyed it as much as I, ha- I have in the past. And here's my reasoning why. You, all right, if you've seen here, you have Black, Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, and Multiverse of Madness, Thor, Love and Thunder. You had WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier, Loki, What If, Miss Marvel, Hawkeye, and uh, Moon Knight, She-Hulk is coming. So a lot of fans are feeling very, like it, it's not connecting. It's not, it doesn't feel as cohesive. And I connect this to the real world in a lot of ways. I see... After the events of Endgame, I connect it to the events of 9-11. If you look at the shows and the movies and stuff that we watched after 9-11 in 2002, I went back and watched, a lot of those shows were really focused on heroes. And that was really the kind of the start in the cartoon world of seeing heroes on screen. I mean, they're always there, but you start to see a lot of the more popular shows being more about the hero. And I think for a lot of people, seeing a hero on screen where, yes, they deal with trauma, but they get through their trauma and their trauma does not define them. And I think you saw that in phase one where you see these heroes really dealing with their beginning stories, basically. You have Captain America, who is this scrawny guy, but he wants to stand up for the little guy. He's his his reasoning to be a hero is pretty selfless. And you see that with most of the characters, like even like like Thor and Iron Man, I connect their stories close to the same thing. They're both arrogant people that they're uh, they both have daddy issues that at the end of the day, after their event, whatever happens to them, whatever event, they have to put aside their hubris to become heroes and to show themselves as these heroes. I do not believe that phase four is showing the same type of story. The stories that we're getting now 
it's really stories about trauma defining people versus trauma defeating trauma. I think a lot of the stories that we're getting within phase four that is really affecting people is because it's reminding people of their trauma. It's reminding people of the issues that it's not becoming as much escape, like like the Eternals. Uh, I I I have my issues with the Eternals, but this isn't my reasoning for not enjoying it. I, I enjoyed this aspect, but you saw the Superman type character in the story ending up being the bad guy, and so because of that, you're taking the tropes that you're used to, the things that we're used to as fans, as the Superman character being more like a hero and turning on its head like they have with the boys, like they have with everything. So you're not getting, you're not feeling good about your characters like you once were. You're you're almost feeling like you're, the trauma, the, the distrust, the things that we see in society, we're getting thrown back at us in, in movie form. I think that's why Spider-Man was so good, because even though Spider-Man deals with so much trauma, so much bad, like, I mean, Golly, like Peter Parker gets thrown through the ringer in that movie and everything he goes through and everything he loses at the end of the day, after his trauma, he still decides I'm still going to be the hero I was. I'm going to defeat my trauma with other people's help, but I'm going to be to put it aside. And I think same thing with Shang-Chi. I think that I really enjoyed that movie, honestly, because it's the same way. It's more of a traditional superhero story. And I think that's what I'm enjoying is more of the traditional superhero stories over the new style. Like, my issues with Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness was it was more of a horror movie, which is fine, but it turned on its head characters that I had seen as a hero and basically made their trauma control them, be their force, be what they, uh, their, well, their struggle. That's the thing, like, trauma can control people, that is a real thing, and I think that is something that needs to be addressed in film. I understand, like, sometimes, like, we don't want to see trauma as sort of the thing behind us and the evil thing that controls us, but that is a thing that happens in real life, where trauma can control people to do bad things, because the trauma is sort of like... The, the trauma that they have is sort of the thing that leads them down darker paths. And that's, again, that's real life. And sometimes it's nice to see real life personified. And that's, go ahead. Well, what you're saying there, I, I don't disagree with you. I really don't. But I think what's happening is you are getting, seeing a divide. When you throw escapism, escapism is easier to swallow as an audience. The real world being thrown back at you is harder. That's why you're going to see more of a diverse look. We're not going to dive into this, but I think this is kind of part of the conversation. Half the audience enjoyed The Last Jedi. The other half did not. And I think it's the same reasonings. I think it goes back to, are you looking for the real world in your stories? Or are you looking for escapism? That escapist world that you create, or not just you create, but also the directors and in previous films created. And so you want to be in that world to escape your issues, escape your traumas. But when the real world and real things are thrown back in your face, some people like Eli, you really enjoy that. Like in the sort, like in conversations, me and you have had, like, it seems like that's, you're drawn more to that realism. For me, I'm drawn more to the escapism of storytelling where I feel like I'm seeing a hero 
be, be the hero basically and get through the trauma and get, and be something I want to want to be, not something that's like me. I don't want my heroes to be like me. I want them to be better than me. Well, I want okay, them to you just make the right choices. You just threw your argument out the window because you can't tell me that Peter Parker is not like you. It, in that moment, the reason why the difference with Peter Parker in the moment, I see him as better than me because he, the choices he makes with the trauma, he didn't make but at the, the same. But at the same time, like, I'm about to go into a full comic book thing. Like, the reason why a lot of people enjoy Spider-Man, and even to an extent people why people enjoy Batman over characters like Superman or Captain America or Iron Man is because, well, less so Iron Man, but more so, like, the main thing of Spider-Man is that he is one of the most relatable characters in all of media, in all of fiction, because he is a down-on-his-luck kid that can barely afford to live in his apartment, that is struggling with his life, and yet is still trying to do the right thing. No matter what, he is a common man. He is a, he has to go through the struggles, and there are a lot of comic book issues that show him going through the struggles, and people enjoy those arcs and those issues because they're like, oh, this is something that is real, and this is something that is... That is the show, like, oh, the hero is just like me. I enjoy when I can watch a movie and be like, oh, the hero is just like me. The the hero has faults. The hero can fall, can stumble and fall. And then that's when the hero is able, that's when you as the audience and can see, like, though the hero can stumble and fall, the hero can still overcome. And well, that's the thing with... um I would say with, even if we go back to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, one of the things that um, Sam Wilson was struggling with is picking up the shield and not feeling he's worthy of the shield. But then because he was stumbling and falling and even seeing the mess of John Walker, he is able to realize, like, no, I can do it. I can be Captain America. And that's when he's able to overcome the stuff that is in front of him. See, I love Loki, and that deals with, sure, that deals with a lot of trauma, but that also shows, like, Loki is able to find a way to be better than what he was. And honestly, I don't disagree with you on any of those points, actually. And I think that, and I think I wasn't explaining on my points a little bit. I think it's more the idea of, I like the stories where, when they are dealt with the realism, dealt with the trauma, that they can overcome it. I think the stories I'm not enjoying it's the stories where you don't see the character overcome their trauma or overcome it in a good way. I, like my issues with uh, uh, Multiverse of Madness was you didn't really see Wanda really get over her trauma. She was really addressed with it, and then she dies. And so you didn't really uh, see her overcome. It, 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 the movie's been out for a while. No, 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 no. Yeah. no. Dies, in quotes. Dies. But – you don't see this character's growth. You don't see her like you saw growth throughout all her time in the MCU. But this hero that we, we watch, you just saw see her fall, and so you don't get enough time to really see that journey where she su- ends up succeeding in a way. And kind of like what you were saying with Spider Man, like yeah, realness was hitting them, but he was better because he got through his trauma. And that was the same thing with all the other the Phase One movies. I think this phase is just a lot less defined than those 
because phase one well, was focused more on the origin stories of characters. This one had origin stories, but also continuations, and the continuations are nor are not as defined storytelling wise as I think Phase One was. Like Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness was a Sam Raimi film, and so it gave it a different feel than a, a Phase One film. Or Thor: Love and Thunder that was just a Taika film, and that was, I mean, completely comedy. And so I think the films that are director driven that don't have the like a the fineness I guess or what you're they don't saying have the marble sheen. They they yeah, they they're director driven and not marvel driven. Yes. But I I think, I, I think again, I think the big thing of because I think this entire phase is gonna lead up to to um again, I think it's leading up to the Fantastic Four and the Fantastic Four finding a way to deal with the multiverse ma- of Matt, ma- for lack of a better term, the madness of the multiverse and like defeating Kang. I feel I honestly feel like Fantastic Four is going to be our Avengers film, where Fantastic Four is going to be where like Kang is Loki. He's not Thanos. He is Loki in my opinion. And we're going to see Fantastic Four wrap that story up. And then once that wrapped up, that's when we're going to start. And I can't even see like a mid credit scene of some of King's technology finding its way to Latveria. And then Dr. Doom or like Doom just goes up to it and says, Hmm, this is interesting. And like basically saying, Oh, he's going to start experimenting on that. And we're going to get some multiversal shenanigans in the future with Doctor Doom. And I think Doctor Doom is going to be our Thanos. I know a lot of people are thinking, like, oh, Kang's our Thanos. Like, no, I don't think Kang is our Thanos. Kang is our Loki, our big bad of Phase 1. Sort of like how Ultron is, like, the big bad of Phase 2, if you think about it. Because I could see the Thunderbolt, like, because not only are we leading up to Thunderbolts, well, also leading up to the Young Avengers, which I could see them easily not calling them the Young Avengers and calling them the Champions instead, because there's another team known as the yeah. Champions of just young heroes. I think that works a little bit better. Yeah. I think so. And I think the Thunderbolts could be the Thunderbolts versus the Champions, where it's like a team of young heroes versus a team of bad guys, in quotes. Kind of like well, Civil War, kind of, sort yeah. of. And that's going to be that movie, and I think that could be the Thunderbolts movie, and that ends out Phase 5. Whereas phase six, we get into the, oh, this is the bigger picture. This is the end of the saga, and it's the Secret War saga. And, like, yeah, I, that's what I think all of this is leading to. And I know, again, a lot of people may not think phase four is defined. I think, I think there are just a lot of threads out there that Marvel and Kevin Feige are putting out there. That way they can be like, okay, these are everything that we have. These are our big threads, like the multiverse, the Thunderbolts, Young Avengers, New Avengers, New Avengers in Shang-Chi, of course. And, like, these are all of our threads. When we're ready to pull on one to end out, like, a phase, that's when we're going to pull on it and be like, hey, this is everything that's happening. And then, okay, we're ready for this one. Let's pull on this one. Because I could also see, at the end of Phase 5, some of the Thunder, like, let's say the Thunderbolts lose at the end and, like, the champions win and everyone's like, oh, the bad guys have lost. I could see Doctor Doom getting some of them and being like, hey, 
I saw what you did. You're pretty good. Can how about you join me and basically create his versions of the Masters of Evil and like the, that fight? Like, isn't there a a team or an evil team called like the Cabal? Sure, I like Masters of Evil better because we haven't used that at all yet, and that's like the number one supervillain team in Marvel Comics. And I just think that that would be an interesting way and have it be Doctor Doom and his Masters of Evil doing the Secret Wars thing of Battle World and like just go crazy. And that's when we get the re that's when we get the Avengers back. That's when it's like the new Avengers and the Avengers are back in this big Avengers Secret Wars. That's just that's what I think could be happening. Audrey, any thoughts before we dive into our next subject or Nothing really. really. <laughs> Sorry, we kind of ranted a lot, didn't we? Audrey, well, did I'm, I go too nerdy? Some of the stuff went a little over my head because y'all were more in depth in the comics. Fair. Well, I mean, it's kind of how it out. We because we've known these characters for so long and we've watched these characters for so long, we both just kind of overly nerd out. But that's why you're with us so that you can give us the. Let me ask, honestly, this is an interesting question for you because yours is specific. What do you want to see? Like, what kind of stories are you wanting to see with Marvel? Like, what kind of stories do you enjoy? I guess I like the escapism part. Like, I want to go to see a movie to kind of help me forget about everything, kind of. Really? Like, so, uh, Phase 4, what's been your favorite? Um, I mean, what we've seen so far, I think, like, Spider-Man. I, it would have to be between Black Widow, Shang-Chi, and Spider-Man. You know, a lot of people were not a fan of Black Widow. I liked it. I did, too. I actually, I was one of those that actually really enjoyed it, like, a lot. I yeah. liked that movie a lot. It was really fun to me. Also, I like Natasha's sister because Lawrence P was... Elena. The, yep, Elena. She is my favorite person in the yeah. world, and Yes. So, in saying that, because we are almost an hour, we've been going for about 51 minutes, we're going to do our preview for Miss Marvel for the season finale this Friday, or this Wednesday. Yes, so Wednesday. First, first off, Audrey, you start us off, Eli, and then I'll finish this up on what's your thoughts for Miss Marvel, what do you want to see for the future, future and have you been enjoying it? I've definitely been enjoying it. Like, um, going through it, it's really, really cool to see her culture and, um, like, some of the things that we've watched. I'm like, oh, I know what that is. Or uh, maybe he knows what something is that I don't. And I just, I love the character that they got to play, um, Kamala. She just, well, she's adorable. She has so much heart. Like, I love her family. There's just so many all and warm, fuzzy moments. Um, she has really good friends by her side, and I'm really excited to see, like, her getting her costume together. I think her friend Bruno is going to help her with it, honestly. And I'm really, really, really hoping that they bring in Captain Marvel, and she gets to meet her hero. Mm-hmm. Eli, what's your thoughts of the show? What are you thinking? I mean, I've been loving the show. I've been saying, and this is my honest opinion, if this show sticks the landing, this is probably going to be become my favorite Disney Plus show of Phase 4. Because, honestly, like, I love Loki. Like, Loki's my number one right now. But Miss Marvel has just been hitting 
like hitting like hitting the nail on the head like it's been perfect throughout and uh, at least in my opinion it's been like the pacing has been good in my opinion i very much enjoy the storytelling i love all the supporting cast and i've just been loving everything that miss marvel has been doing like there is not one bit where i've been like oh no i don't like this and it's like there might have been moments where it's like eh but it's been more like oh no i I, again, I've just been loving the show so much. And what else? Um, if I had any theories, I know we're going to get the suit. It's probably going to be from Bruno. We're probably going to get a one-on-one confrontation between Kamala and Kamaran, which I would be shocked if that didn't happen. Because Kamaran's probably going to learn about what happened to his mom and be upset and be like, no, you killed my mother. And just Kamala versus Kamaran. Maybe... Um, the DODC people get involved somehow. I don't know how, but I really, I really want that. Um, the head of the DODC guy. I want him to come back for the finale as well. I really think. I mean, Captain Marvel popping in would be nice. It would be even better if also Monica popped in as well. I don't know. I feel like out of the two, I feel like Monica's the one that's more likely going to happen. So I'm going to stick with my Monica gun right now. But if Captain Marvel shows up, I wouldn't be shocked and I would be freaking out and excited because it would be one of those things of, I didn't expect Brie Larson to be on a Disney Plus show. I am happy to see her. So yeah, it's this show is ha- exciting. And if it sticks to landing, this will be my favorite Phase 4 Disney Plus show, hands down. Well, for me, I love this show so much. I thought I love the family dynamics in the show. I felt like when you see family really put on the forefront, it's such a beautiful thing because you don't see that much. You don't see family being so crucial to a story, but it really was with this one. And I I loved it. I, I absolutely loved it. And so I think this show has has just done an incredible job. I hate more people have not watched it. I think people should. I think people would love this show if they gave it a chance. But in saying that, I think you're going to see the suit for sure. The suit's coming next next episode. I wish there was more episodes. I think six is short. I really think it's short. Like, I wish we had maybe eight. I hope the last episode is like an hour and a half. (laughs) with With their luck. Yeah, I mean. I understand the I understand the six episode argument, but at the same time, they've been telling their story really well within just six episodes. Yeah, and I felt like they did the same thing with with Moon Knight, and that last episode was really rushed. And well, again, I don't think I I think I think that. I, I think that the writers in charge of Miss Marvel understand what they're doing. And I think, not to say that the people who made Moon Knight didn't understand it. I think they understood what they were doing, too. I just feel like they might have been told, like, hey, you can only do so much in this final episode. and Or you need to hit certain beats so we can get to where it ends. To where we can, like, get this character. But I think for Miss Marvel, it's a little bit more like, like, hey, this is where she's going. She's going to be in the Marvels. That's where you gotta get her to. And I feel like it's a, I feel like we're gonna be able to get that. Because again, with Moon Knight, it abrupt, it felt like it ended abruptly. Whereas this one, I don't think it's gonna be that way. I think it's gonna be more of, okay, we beat the bad guy, or like, 
oh, I got to fight the bad guy, beat the bad guy, and now just I'm hanging out with family. Well, and saying all that, everyone, if you would, comment below what you thought of Miss Marvel. Are you excited for the season finale? Let us know your 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 hints and your tricks and everything else that might happen in the season finale. And, you know, hit the subscribe button. So, in saying that, let's dive into our next subject, and that our is... Our final topic, I believe. Yep, our final topic, and that is... Let me find it. Stranger Things Season 4. Yeah, I watched all of Stranger Things within a few weeks so I could get ready for to talk about Stranger Things Season 4. I watched it, and I loved it. I literally spent all last night watching the finale, and I loved it. I can tell you honestly right now, Eddie Munson, one of my favorite characters. I don't know if we're going spoilers or not, so I'm not saying anything more than that. Just, just go, just go spoilers. It, it, okay. Let's just go spoilers. Okay, so my goodness, I cried that finale. I cried and I cried and I cried. Even though I knew it was going to happen, I cried and I cried and I cried. It's all about the journey. It's not about the destination. It's about the journey. And the journey made me cry. Not only that, but the penultimate episode of actually having Journey with separate ways. Yeah. By the way, that moment, that moment when they were doing the Kate Bush song and like how like the epic fight scenes and all that and how epic that was. I was like, my goodness, they they know exactly how to use music in filmmaking for this show. They it, it was just perfect. I am scared for season five, though. <laughs> Audrey, your thoughts? The music gave me goosebumps. I loved how they brought in separate ways. <laughs> I love this show so much. I felt like this season was the best season. You know, I was on another show, and I talked about the, the differences between the four seasons. And season one was a very horror-centric show. I mean, Eli, you basically binged the entire show the past couple of weeks. Yeah. The first season is very horror centric. The season two is the beginning of really character development between the characters. Like you still kind of have season one, but it starts to, the show starts to change well, a bit in season two. I read an interview that the Duffer brothers originally, like when they were talking about doing a second season, they were thinking about doing it as an anthology show. So it would have been different characters, different um, storyline, but instead they just kept on going. And I was like, man. I wonder what would have happened if it was an anthology show. <laughs> I'm happy it didn't because I like the route they went. I, I really enjoy that. I And I love the fact with season season two was the beginning of the storylines or like the character development. Season three really focused on character and really made you love the characters you're watching. And then season four, you were able to go back and basically bring some real like real horror back to the show I mean that last season was creepy it really was but you can tell like how many people love the show like I sent a link to Luke today from Facebook our local cupcake shop had a sale oh, that's so much a sales or like a giveaway if your name was Steve or Nancy you could go in and get a free cupcake <laughs> why can't they say like if your name is Eli or Audrey come on people Hey, go Bible Bible names and go with Luke. <laughs> My name is in the Bible twice. Yeah, but Luke's got an actual book. Yeah, but my but my name is the translation for God. So, uh, oh 
Well, I lose. <laughs> I, I lose. lose. But yeah, like that. That that's. I'll have to say, I loved the entire season, but that finale alone was just enough for me to go, "Yep, this is my favorite season." Because my goodness, they in a in a way to go like, "Oh, how are we gonna tie all of this together?" Oh, this is how we tie everything together. And I'm like, yes, I enjoy it. Now, I've been, like, doing my math on everything, and I was like, oh, wait, how old is, I was like, how, is Nancy in, in, in college or a senior in high school? And then I had to do all the, like, okay, wait, okay, so season one, she's a sophomore, da-da-da-da-da-da, like, my brain hurt after doing all that math. So, yeah. <laughs> Don't do math, that hurts. I, and yet you do it. You do it all the time, Luke. You're an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think this season was done very well. I loved it. I think it's the best season so far. The fact that you were able to bring in a new character at, uh, with Eddie, and you fell in love with this character. He I mean, is one of my favorites. I literally cried when he, at, at his ending, I cried because I was like, no, Jason, my Jason. I hated Jason. I think it's safe to say the character that you're falling in love with most, a new character in each at each season, like it, you could just like not get attached to them. Just get right. <laughs> but go. it's hard. I know, right? I literally <laughs> told my brother-in-law, who's who's about to start season four with my sister. I said, "Hey, there's a character made just for you." Made exactly for you, and that is Eddie. Eddie is the character. I was like, that's going to be your favorite character. Not, not like full stop. That is going to be your favorite character of this show. Well, I all right. Let me ask y'all this: What were you rating it between uh, one and five? I have to give this a four point five. Four point five. Yeah. I did like a four point eight. <laughs> I'm going four point nine. <laughs> Look, I don't I don't go higher than four point five. I have a rating system in my head and I don't go higher than four point five because four point five is a nine out of ten. Honestly, I think I'm probably gonna go five. Five out of five. I I really enjoyed the show that much. I thought the writing was perfect. The character development was great. The love that you had for these characters was so incredible. I, I, I can't, I can't complain. I really can't. I, I have to give this one a high mark. Now, do you think they're going to introduce another bad guy besides Vecna? Because my goodness, my entire thought pro- because originally my brain was like, oh yeah, each season has its own bad guy. Like, season one is the Demogorgon, season two is, like, the Beholder, season three is the Mind Flayer, season four is Vecna, and season five is going to be something bigger than Vecna. And then I watched the show, and I was like, oh no, I was wrong 100%. Vecna is, I think, the villain. I think he's going to change forms. I think he's going to be Do you think form. so? Well, I was just going to ask, so in D&D, like, what's the baddest of the bad villain? Asmodeus, the Lord of the Nine Hells. Okay. Basically, he's Satan. Do you think they might go Vecna, kind of that character? No, because, like, 
there'd have to be someone more important than Henry Creel to be, like, as bad. But the way they've written Henry or Vecna, he is the biggest bad. He created, he was basically the one that recreated the Upside Down to make it what he wanted. So I'm like, there's no way you go higher than that. Wow. And saying all that, everyone, if you would like the video, comment below what you thought of Stranger Things Season 4. We're actually curious your thoughts, because honestly, we all loved it. And we gotta wait two years! (sighs) And everyone, hit that subscribe button. Season 5. Everyone, if you would, hit the subscribe button. And All right, let's go ahead in our final section that we are going to do. We're going to look at the comment section and see who has been talking. So, JMB, so. I've been noticing that you've been muting, in a, muting us a lot because you didn't want to get spoiled. I understand. You can unmute us now. You can talk to us. Thank you for sticking with us and not just, like, clicking off and saying, all right, y'all are weird, bye. <laughs> well, it, it's not showing my, all the comments, but... It's got Ben Reiner. Hey, guys. Happy Monday. Hey, Ben. Love, love and thunder. And then J&B, the download, the download, you can unmute. (laughs) Um, Don't worry, that was me. Disembodied voice, although the video came back just for a split second. Not so long as we can hear you, I'm okay. Uh, Booteous Maximus, Eli dropped the actually actually great mythology knowledge i'm loving it eli looks at luke earnestly toss me don't tell hundred <laughs> not to interrupt you guys but um how spoilery are we getting i haven't had a chance to actually see it yet yep we went uh, pretty spoilery. God, i missed it my bad i have yet to hear anything to spoil me yet so thank you omg uh, just coming back for slower segment after slower segment it's my own fault for Falling behind on these slow, slow movies. Uh, back to mute. Look, there's not a, a lot. Uh, this is from uh, Moto Dort. He's new. Hi, Moto. Uh, Hi, Moto. Look, there's not a lot tied together at the moment, or at least it doesn't feel the way that, to me at the moment. But I have faith it will begin to come together soon. I've loved Miss Marvel so far. Great show. Uh, still muted, so I can't hear everyone just responding to Moto Dork. Yeah, I feel fantastic things about Miss Marvel. I can't wait to watch it. Moto Dork, it's pretty fantastic. JMB, also, I don't mind that the, this space seems a bit more open and loose. I mean, we just had a culmination of 25 ish movies that led to a universal wide villain. Let's take a breather. Moto Dork, I agree. We have plenty of time to flesh out a story. JMB, thumbs up. And Eli, we can't unmute JMB. <laughs> you, you can can't unmute, unmute JMB. <sighs> So, so yeah, that was a lot. Tell, as y'all can tell, we are just getting this new system set up. I mean, this is a lot. I mean, I, this is all new yeah. for me. But because we promised this and we're going to do it, there was Schmodown this past um, Friday. And for all the people that are here for a bit of Schmodown, hi, hey, Moto. Um, but yes, there was Smodown, and it was, it was, um, the ruling class versus Rachel Silvestrini and Mark, and Moose Haas's, um, team, can't remember it, the ruling class won via TKO, but no one has anyone, 
in that, so no one got points. Only one person got points this past Friday. She got three points. And nice. it's Audrey. Audrey. <laughs> and the reason why she got three points was because she has both Robert Parker and the Barbarian. So no matter what, she was going to get points. I, I do want to bring this up just because um, Moto uh, brought up something. Sorry. Um, if anyone will be at uh, San Diego Comic Con, my buddy Kevin uh, Van Hook will have a booth there this year. He will also be on a comic artist panel. Oh, cool. There you go. That's if awesome. you are going to. If you're going to Comic-Con, go visit... Hold on, let me look. Kevin Van Hook. Go visit Kevin Van, Van Hook. Hook if you're going to San Diego Comic-Con. I, unfortunately, will not because... Neither. Yeah, it Life. costs a lot. <laughs> it costs a lot to go to San Diego Comic-Con. Also, with Comic-Con... Oh, wait! Pull up those Marvel graphics! Oh, I've already... Exit. Why? Because... We can either do it now or next week. We'll probably do it next week. Let's do it next week. Let's do it next week. Okay, we'll do it next week. We'll do it next week. The only reason why is because I wanted to try to do some predictions of what could be potentially announced. But we'll do that next next week. week. That's the next week. But also, like, but also, like, it'll not just be stuff that could be announced in Marvel. It could be stuff that would get announced for DC. Maybe Sony will announce some stuff. Hopefully not. Paramount Pictures. By the way, funny story. Sorry, I'm going to say a little anecdote right now. At my job, I'm the entertainment correspondent, which I do movie reviews for them. But recently, I got an email from Paramount Pictures. Oh, one sec. Um, uh, he created Bloodshot for Valiant, in case anyone is wondering. He also did the only authorized comic adaptation of Brocky Horror Pictures, so that's no way. awesome. Moto, that, that is amazing that you cool. that you're a friend with the person who created um, Bloodshot. That is awesome. I, I didn't watch the movie. It's all Bloodshot. Vin, Vin Diesel. That was so. And so, uh, as y'all can tell, we were a little scrambled, like on the Shmoda side of stuff. But, yeah. Uh, but we'll we'll dive next week. We'll dive a little bit more into the Shmoda. Yeah. Elvish. I just, I just wanted to let everyone know that Audrey got points because of Good Robert job. Parker winning, and she's the only one to get points. But next week for the Schmodown is going to be William Bibiani versus Brendan Myers. So I think. Wait, I don't remember. Wait, Luke, do you have Brendan? No, yeah, you have Brendan. I have William Bibiani. Yeah. So we'll see who gets points. So. And saying all that, everyone, thank you for watching this first episode of Galaxy Cast. And I know I hope there's you all... been a lot of. Oh, go uh, ahead. I was ready to I, do I was sign just off. Say, like, I, I'm sorry there's been a lot of technical di- difficulties. It's our first week, and you should have seen our first um, show in general on this channel. There was more <laughs> tech issues than this. I can promise you that. Yeah. And so, and so, in saying that, we, we really appreciate everyone who has been watching us and who has subscribed to our channel. If you're finding us later on, please hit that subscribe button and like the video. Comment below. Thank, thank you, Moto Dorch, for the for saying we have a good episode. We're really we're hard on ourselves. Yes. We are. I just am. And well, it's at the same time I make jokes about us all. 
But I, I really appreciate everything everyone has done for us. And so in saying that, we, we really appreciate it. And if you're first, first time catching up, comment below what you thought of this episode. If it's tech related, we know the problems. Yes, we, we know. You don't have to remind us on the tech issues because I know the problems and there's just, there was not much I could do for this episode. Oh, JMB. Thank you so much. What, what do you say? The audio's been fine, so it's sad we missed out on Eli's beautiful face at times. But hey, stuff like this happened. <laughs> thank you Thanks, so much. Thanks, JMB. But anyway, again, everyone, thank you so much for watching it. You can follow Luke at Galaxy Geeks EL. You can follow Audrey at Galaxy Geeks. Audrey, also follow the Oso Galaxy Twitter where we will be releasing releasing any new things that could be in the Etsy store. Also, go over to the Etsy store of Oso Galaxy. Also, follow me everywhere on social media at Mr. Eli Mac. Also, on my YouTube channel, Mr. Eli Mac, where every Wednesday I have a show, Pitch This, where I pitch a movie for whatever I keep on. I, don't, I keep on forgetting how that show is actually titled. But, with all that being said, I hope you all remember to have a great rest of the day.